Hello and welcome to Berlin Flowing. As we all know, life is full of ups and downs. When we are experiencing a moment of joy or happiness or similar emotions and no others are having a similar experience, the emotion is automatically deeper, it's more humbling, it's more enjoyable. You notice when you get a good news and you share it with your friends or family or loved ones, um, whether it's an exam you passed or a promotion at work, or even on the dance floor when you're looking at people dancing and smiling and enjoying their moment, you immediately have a deeper sense of joy and happiness, even when you see people happy for you. On the other hand, when we are facing a challenging moment with an emotion of sadness, it can feel heavier as we feel we are all alone. And the challenge gets bigger and heavier. And it can be not passing an exam, not getting the promotion at work, even being let go at work, having a fight with someone you care about or someone you love. And um, these emotions become heavier as we think for a moment or for longer that we are alone with that sadness and no one else knows what it feels like. In this podcast, we prepared a bunch of interviews with different people from day-to-day life. Listen to them as they will be sharing their emotions, their recent experiences from few weeks ago or a few months ago latest and they will also share their learnings they will talk about their ups and their downs observe how much you have in common with them even if you have never met them and at the end you will realize i am not alone enjoy the new episode and looking forward to your feedback Welcome to a new episode of our podcast, and today we have Mr. Clemens with us. So, uh, Mr. Clemens, would you like to give us a short intro about yourself? Um, yes. Hi, I'm Clemens. I am almost 23 years old now, which is super important by these days. I study something with engineering uh, and a little bit of economics. It's, mm-hmm. it's a little tricky one. Um, what do I do in my free time? I... I work. <laughs> I wow. work on many things. <laughs> work on myself. No, um, go to the gym. I work in like a software marketing job for for a hospital, and basically with studying, working, and a bit of free time, that is the day gone pretty quick. And it's kind of nice right now, especially in winter time. So you know. Three more nights and I think it's summer again. <laughs> I wish, but yes, thank you. Thank you for being always optimistic, right? So, yeah. Cool, nice. And um, do you remember how we met? To be fair, no. So, me neither. Oh, that's problematic. <laughs> uh, so, we met through finest, right? Yes. And the question is at which event, right? And I think we bonded at the this like hütte thingy we had on the club. Oh, true. Where like we were talked a bit, and then we did some lights together, and we made some jokes, right? I think that that's when we really bonded, right? Yeah, but then I'm still thinking of our first. It was Zug der Liebe in 2021. 
I barely knew you and you had this massive backpack on with the two CDJs in the backpack. True. Yeah. And I figured, oh, here's this guy belonging to finance, which I don't know at all. He doesn't really speak German. That's true. Yeah. And yeah, I, I didn't know who you... <laughs> These, yeah, these Berliners, they're like so yeah, critical, man. Yeah, uh, like, kind Deutsch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I think that's when I remembered, yeah, no, that would be it. And it was terribly bad rain and everyone was hiding in the truck oh, yeah. and the police was trying to send us yes, away. Yes, yeah, yeah, we were carrying these like massive speakers, right? Yeah, 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 true. Yeah. It was a bad one when they canceled the Zug der Liebe. Yes, uh, yeah, yeah. It was still COVID times. Yes, that's we had now. all masks when we were playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yes, true. Yeah. So yeah, that's when we met probably first time or second time then. And then we really bonded on the Hütte thingy. And then we bonded over memes probably, right? And uh, Big time. Yes, yeah. for sure. Yeah. And here we are. So um, I meet Clemens very often, I would say, right? Um, maybe like once every two weeks or so. And um, yeah, he's, he's also a DJ, right? So you didn't mention that. I never exactly call myself that, but... I think looking at next year, I'm probably able to say that I am a DJ and I can DJ. And I think that's also two different things. So you can DJ <laughs> for sure. <laughs> I, I can, I can uh, set the expectations for the audience around that. So, um, And what type of music would you say that is actually like interesting for you? Um, so within the last, I would say, six to eight months, I've really been getting into this like happy trance sort of vibe so i would say the biggest artists in that regard right now are like narcissist dj heartstring so that whole sort of era but i can also still get excited for really hard and heavy techno um which is probably more the finest sound that you would ex expect if you go to a finest event mm -hmm. uh so just with the sound i've chosen now i'm either opening or closing and that is perfect because it gives you all the creative freedom That's, that's very true yeah when you don't have someone like after you or before you then you kind of like set the bar right so. yeah even the after me is not too bad right you just play half an hour of like a heavier sound and that still gives yeah. you the rest of the that's set true. to be free and do what you want to do and tell the story you want to tell that's very true yeah yeah, yeah very well put yeah And also, he's the best artist care in town. So, oh, um, If you have you. a collective or label and you're looking for someone to do artist care on your events, he is by far the number one. Uh, and that we have also like feedback and uh, reviews, right? Uh, based on this. I wish you prepared and actually would read it out loud now. But <laughs> um, yeah, so the, the artist care feedback has been very amazing. We've really also made a step forward with the finest events getting international people to work with us play for us and that's getting pretty professional and it's a whole nother set of things you need to think about and care for it's like transportation and then you know people are not exactly home in berlin right they might just be here for a day or two and so you just want to make sure they have a nice time and they can get some rest before they play and mm -hmm. then once they're done playing they can also get some rest and go on and fly to their next gig or something or party right or just party with us of yeah, course yeah. and in one sentence what do you like for people who don't know what artist care is what is it actually i would say we're very discreet butlers mm -hmm. so this is like a take care of everything that comes up but don't overdo it right because they're still performing you don't want to bother them too much but just it's like just 
a service. It's mm -hmm. it's a service where we show our appreciation towards the artists mm -hmm. for working with us and then just setting the the bar for future events, right? Just make sure people actually feel welcome and appreciated and then it's always easy to ask them for another time and a third time to be like hey do you, did you enjoy working with us the first time we'd love to have you back and then it gets a lot easier if they felt well nice nice thanks for sharing thanks for sharing. if you have any questions uh, as listeners about what auto scare means and uh, what they do and what they don't do uh, feel free to shoot them to us and we can have a session maybe about this Uh, and maybe about mindfulness and art and artist care, right? Something. But it's like also that. very, very secret stuff, right? Very secret yeah, stuff. Yeah, of yes, course. Of yes, course. yes. Wink, wink. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. And um, so let's dive a bit deeper into our topic. So usually we have one question, which is, um, what did you learn about yourself um, in the last week or in the last few weeks? So is there anything you would like to share with us? Uh, for sure. Um, I think looking at the stuff that takes the most time in my life, which is definitely the learning and uni part of my life. Patience is a great virtue. So, you know, taking the time to understand something that is not intuitive, sitting down in your spare time to really make sure that you're understanding what you're doing to eventually, you know, maybe five years from now, I'll have to make a decision and I'd rather make a qualified decision based on what I've learned now than feel like I'm making a decision out of my belly, you know, just mm -hmm. not really being able to argument for it. But mm -hmm. um, it's super interesting with the engineering studies that in many ways we actually study something that gives you right and wrong answers. Mm -hmm. And this is not like a opinion yeah it's not like studying law or politics where a lot of stuff can be argued and it's always a yes but no but mm -hmm. whereas you know you're calculating stuff and what you get is either right or wrong mm -hmm. and then that right or wrong you know looking at a work perspective that should also be your your setup for your own opinion arguing for or against something mm -hmm. and i think that is always motivating me even though numbers can get super boring but they're the only thing where i study especially looking at the economics part i feel like oh yeah this is fun and then taking the time to really understand what i'm doing mm -hmm. it's just i know that i'm doing this for later mm -hmm. and it's not easy right now and it's not quick to do that right now but i hope it's going to pay off and That's something I definitely can appreciate by the end of the day, feeling like I've learned something new pretty much every week that I went to university. Okay, fair enough. Cool. So uh, so when it comes to patience, like is there any any occasion where like you said, like or you thought that hey, I need I wish I had more patience in this or um, something like this? Maybe you can like share something. Uh... Uh, of course. So Especially looking at how people attend university, you're there by your own choice. We've done semesters during COVID where people sat at home all day. Now we're all in university together. You really get to know your people. And it's very easy and quick to then fall into like a... I wouldn't even say it's judgmental, but you start putting people into their categories just by 
the actual first impression that you're now getting, even though you've been studying with them for over a year. In my case, then you see these people behave in person and you're like, okay, I couldn't see what you're doing behind your laptop. Now I just see you're disrespectful as fuck. And of course, I'll put you in this corner and then that's how I perceive you. And if you keep doing this, this is how I look at you. And there have been people where I've been a little quick with that and now I see them differently and they still have their weird aspects, which we all do, but a lot of them are not exactly bad humans or humans with bad intentions. And I'm great that I could wait that out for a lot of the people I study with and just be calm with them and not freak out when they're not exactly doing what I want them to do. Mm -hmm. Okay, fair enough. And if we broaden this a bit bigger, which like in a more like a, let's call it like a bigger landscape, then it would be kind of like um, being like more, um, I'll say like patience and, and having an opinion plus kind of like having a wider door, right? Yeah. Like not, not looking from a narrow window, but rather like a bigger window, right? So Yeah. And like the, the stamp that you put on a person that's also going to wash off eventually and you might just put on a new stamp. And I think that's super important to allow people to change and realize maybe they've been doing wrong, mm -hmm. right? And it might take some people two weeks, it might take some people two years. And it's interesting to follow around mm -hmm. and just know that that shouldn't take any of your energy. And if they are behaving better or you feel more confident around them, well, then that's a good sign to let them get closer to you again. Mm -hmm. Yeah, fair enough. It goes into all kind of like selecting our circles, right? Yeah. Because I don't know if you know the saying, we are the average of the five people, the closest five people, right? Yeah. So kind of like being mindful about our circles and who have influence on us, right? Okay, cool. Um, thanks for sharing. And um, so I know you're into sports, right? Like you go to the, you hit the gym like I think two or three times a week, right? I try to go four to five times a week, but... Okay. Uh, sorry, sorry, I didn't mean to insult you here, huh? <laughs> no, but you were ex exactly saying it in the right way. Mm -hmm. I do hit it two to three times a week. Mm -hmm. The expectation is a little higher, but yeah, just being realistic, okay. it ends up being a little less than what I would want to do. Okay, cool. So, so in that regard, I want to ask you that, have you learned anything about your body in the last week or in the last few weeks? Can be sports, can be not. I think okay. for sure, yeah. The, the gym is a interesting place. Um, well, looking at my body, of course, you see I'm stronger here, I'm weaker there. Mm -hmm. You see your deficiencies and you see where you're getting better and better every week. I think the greatest part about the gym, though, especially being in a pretty intense young people gym, so I do go, oh, can I say that? Yeah, pretty sure I can. Um, going to John Reed Fitness is pretty young people focused and it's interesting to see people my age which are way bigger way stronger way more healthy they eat better no matter what time i go they're always there which is absurd because i feel like they're not doing anything else but maybe that's why they look that way and it's it's humbling it's it's good to see that you're not going to be the most arrogant person in the room because you can't you're you're not in the position to be arrogant because there's always going to be someone stronger and better than you. Mm -hmm. And so when I go to the gym, it's just time to put my head down and I can be smart as fucking uni and then go to the gym and be weak. And that's the perfect contrast, especially during the week where 
I would go to the gym after university and then really, well, first of all, do something else, right? Head is turned off. All I got to do is lift some weights and get exhausted. Mm -hmm. um, so that's the contrast part. But the other part is really just setting my own expectations towards myself. And that mm -hmm. is very different depending on what I do and where I am. Mm -hmm. Fair enough. And is there like kind of like something new you, you tried recently and you were like, oh, this actually works better than something else or yeah, really the other had, way around, right? Yeah. I really had to start focusing on core workouts, not even workouts, but just doing more exercise that is related around the abs and the lower back, mm -hmm. which is just from working an office job, working or actually, well, sitting in university. So if I didn't move, if I didn't go to the gym, I'd just be sitting for 14, 15 hours a day mm -hmm. and... Well, that also translates into making big movements, using bigger barbells. It's just you need your entire body to function and you're going to notice your weak spot within two weeks because that's just going to hurt if you start doing bigger movements. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's that's part of the humbling part. You can't fool yourself. If you go and lift, of course, you can sit in a machine that only allows you to do a movement in a certain direction. Mm -hmm. But as soon as you're using free weights, you're just going to notice your elbows moving in a different direction. Your shoulder starts, you know, feeling a little pinchy, a little injured, even though it's not yet. Mm -hmm. But you can tell right away that something is wrong and you're too weak in a certain spot. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I enjoy that. And then figuring out a way to to focus on that area for a couple of weeks, mm -hmm. make sure it gets stronger and then try again. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. So if I can like uh, rephrase it, so you discovered recently that uh, the more time you spend at work and uni, which is standard, right? It's it's a learning and working season. <laughs> then um, you need to change your workout routine in a way to focus on your core and abs to like kind of like release the stress on your upper body, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, pretty much. Cool. Is there a certain like specific stretching exercise you do or something very specific that you've been like following recently? Oh yeah, I've been getting into what would you call that where it's the the classic yoga position, so your knees down, hands down and you like rotate your spine. Mm -hmm. So you're not doing cat cow. No, you're not doing cat cow, but your spine is like rotating in a circle and it goes from your entire head that's moving counterclockwise to your your spine and it just you can feel all these tiny little bits of tension just okay. get released mm -hmm. and i do that before i go to bed okay and, and how, which impact did it have on your sleep oh it really helps um it's, it's like as soon as i lay down i really feel the tension release and then i would just lay down on like a uh, a pressure mat with mm -hmm. these tiny little needles on there mm -hmm. and i would be super tired within 15 minutes okay. uh, maybe within five to ten minutes depending on the day i had okay. uh, so it really helps like setting a routine and then setting the mood calming down mm -hmm. and then not being on your phone before you go to bed okay so um can i dive into the sleeping routine you have uh, for sure but right now there's not a lot of routine because of the holidays <laughs> yeah fair enough yeah but Let's say in the last like in the last week, right? What have you tried? Not every day, but at least fifty percent of the times, right? So okay, so a main focus for improving my sleep has really been fixing the light situation. Mm -hmm. So that would be first of all getting away from 
big screens, I would say after 9 p.m. So I don't watch movies. I don't work until I go to sleep. Uh, so I'd either grab a book or start painting something, writing something, whatever. Just getting different work done, dim the lights. And once that was done and I would really get into the routine, which was doing yoga, taking a hot shower, um, meditating. Well, I would definitely meditate before the shower. Um, this is like the three, the three main steps. Mm -hmm. And that would take me 45 to 50 minutes in the evening. Mm -hmm. And I'd be so tired that falling asleep is not a problem. And I've tried other ways like melatonin and stuff like that but it just makes for cracky sleep like i would wake up and feel like i'm in a different universe mm, okay interesting and um okay and uh, okay so so your bets have been mostly on physical activity getting away off the screen yeah just behavior stuff really okay cool nice and how long did you struggle to discover these routines for yourself um oh well that took a while um I think once I started listening to the Huberman podcast, it got a lot better. Um, so I've really been focusing on episodes on light and sleep, which there are plenty of. And that would really help me to understand why I had struggled falling asleep. And then I'm also not living in like the darkest, quietest area of the city. Mm -hmm. So then I was trying to figure out a way where I would be in a calm enough position to really fall asleep without using any sort of substance or whatever else to calm my body and really figure out the way that I could use behavior and mm -hmm. physical activity to, to get that done. Mm -hmm. And that worked pretty well, but it took me, I would say four to six months. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, and what was your routine before you started this? Or did there you was, have a routine none. At there was none. So no. can you tell me like, let's imagine eight months ago and you're going to bed. Like, let's say you come home from dinner, right? How would you end up in bed? Okay, so I'd probably still go to bed at like 9 or 9.30. Mm -hmm. So this was generally just looking at when I had to get up, which is around 7, 7.30. I'd always try to get my 8 or 9 hours of sleep, ideally. And I'd still go to bed, but I would just be on my phone watching YouTube videos for an hour, maybe even two hours, and... I would also get tired, but also I'd already be laying in bed for two hours and then mm -hmm. sleep for eight and figure my back just got really bad as well. Mm -hmm. So that was one thing I had to figure out. And then the sleep I would get when I wouldn't calm down in the evening, that was also not so satisfying. It didn't really feel like quality sleep. Okay. Okay. And did it help with your mood, for example, having a better mood? Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay. Yeah, it's like, well, first of all, it's wasted time. Like the time where you're just in bed watching YouTube videos before you go to bed. You're not learning anything. You're not exactly remembering anything. This is, it's just dull time, really, Passing right? Time, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's so irre irrelevant. And now looking at what I do instead and seeing the effects of it, it's definitely better. And I don't miss any other part of it. Um, but of course it takes some discipline. It also means that you're kind of attached to having a pretty standard day where you want to do that routine at a certain time of the day mm -hmm. or the evening in that case. 
And well, that's why I was saying at the moment, it's not exactly a routine. So I've been taking holiday from work and then, you know, you sleep in, you go to bed later. It happens, but as soon as I'm working and I'm going to university again, this is just what's going to be back. Mm -hmm. And I know that that routine is super healthy for me. So I'm just going to pick it back up and that shouldn't be a problem. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, cool. Thanks for sharing, man. Um, uh, if anyone has any questions about sleep routines, please don't hesitate to reach out. Uh, I know Clemens have done a lot of work about that, right? And a lot of literature was consumed too. So, yeah, cool. So, um, last question, or let's say in the standard questions. So, um, when it comes to life itself, have you learned anything or what was the biggest learning in the last, let's say, two to three weeks? Also, within the last two to three weeks, it's been pretty chaotic with, well, a lot of things. Also looking at the fact I just said that, you know, routines gone missing a little bit and this and that. Maybe in the in the longer spectrum, so let's say by the end of summer towards now, I've done like a big vacation in Portugal, which was amazing. And I came back and I had this like reset. I got out of Berlin for a while and I figured that you know sometimes you need to be very patient with yourself of course i've said this but i'm also a very fact focused deciding with my head instead of my heart or my belly Mm -hmm. sort of person and i figured with a lot of things of course that makes sense right if we're talking financial decisions any big big decision in life of course you want to use your head and think it through but there's so many moments in life where your belly is telling you something and it could just be worth trying it out. And then, you know, the head part of it, the thinking about it part would just be reserved for later. And that is the, the review, the reflecting part of it. And then thinking, hey, in that moment, I decided to trust my belly, trust my instincts. Did I regret this or not? Did this help or not? Mm-hmm. And I think this is a... Yeah, that's a great learning from the past months. It's just, you know, sometimes doing the intuitive thing, not thinking it through too much, and then accepting if that goes wrong, but at least being open to not think it through. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, very helpful. Do you have a, like a specific case or example you you want to share, or is it too deep? I think that would be too deep because, okay. you know, you already know what yeah, I'm yeah, thinking yeah. about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's about dinner plans. Okay. <laughs> yes. Okay, cool. Um, so like looking back at like, let's call him like the six months ago, the July or June uh, Clemens, right? Is there any advice you want to give him? For sure. The Clemens in June or July was, well, first of all, enjoying the hot summer in Berlin a lot. Um, but I also figured that the healthy habits I got, so let's say going to the gym, cooking a lot, I'm very quick with losing track of them and it's fine when I realize I can come back to them. But let's say in summer, I was really focused on writing my exams. I was very focused on myself getting over a breakup. Uh, it it was an interesting time and now looking at it 
in that time, I was just starting to smoke a lot of cigarettes. I didn't really go to the gym because the summer was so hot. Um, I can always track my, my life situation if I look at the amount of times I order food and that I go out for food. So when my fridge is empty for two weeks, I know something is wrong. Like I'm a passionate cooker. I think it's, for me, a big reality check to see if I got things under control. And that was a time where I would just spend 700, 800 euros a month on food and just go out and not care about cooking. And yeah, it was all these just like laissez-faire sort of moments. I didn't really care about it too much. I felt like I had more important things to do. But by now I realized that all the small things you do to get the big thing done, which is also how you set up for sleep, how you sleep, what you do in the morning, first thing, second thing you do in the morning. They're so important to not lose track of the big picture. And even though it feels like extra work because you're not relaxing, they help you really be focused for the big task you're working on. And I think that was for me very, very important to realize that habits even though they might feel like work because of course it's easy to sit down and watch netflix like anyone can do that that's not an achievement but if you sit down and you meditate for an hour that is work and you know for the moment it might feel like exhausting and it might feel like you're you're uncomfortable sitting around and you're getting distracted but you know try it five or ten more times and you're going to realize that of course, that is a lot more beneficial to yourself than the one hour of watching the newest episode of your Netflix series, which, of course, you can still do, but also make room for the part that takes some effort and don't lose track of what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Definitely. So your advice would be to your six months ago self, if I hear correctly, would be that um, don't lose the big picture, right? And uh, keep an overview of the small stuff, right? Yeah, Sometimes then, we can sacrifice them, right? Like, I don't know, this week I want to just chill, relax a bit, watch more Netflix, order more. But at least I should know that it's for one week, right? Or for one month or one day, right? So. Exactly. And it also goes both ways. I think the big picture should never be the excuse for not doing the small things. Mm -hmm. So this is, I think, a, a lot of the stuff that we see with our parents' generation where they were like, oh my God, I've been working for eight or 10 hours. I'm just going to sit on the sofa, put my feet up and watch TV. It's like, well, okay, you can do that for a week or two. Mm -hmm. But also this time you could use go to the gym. Yes, it's work and yes, you're exhausted. But in the long run, you're just going to get so much more fit mm -hmm. that work is also going to be less exhausting. And then you're going to have even more energy for whatever else is not work. Right, so... <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, makes sense. That's what I find super interesting and in times where students are writing their exams or maybe there's something big coming up at work and you're putting in a lot of effort, it's very easy to lose track of the small things that you mm -hmm. see as normal when you're in your routine. Mm -hmm. But then once you get out of your routine, you lose all of it. Mm -hmm. And that for me was super important to be able to come back to that and take what's good and leave what's bad. Like the smoking, I finally quit. Um, Congrats, man. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> so, yeah, cool. that would be my lesson. Cool, nice. Thanks for sharing. And, like, if six, uh, if uh, July or June, Clemens looks at you, if there's a window where he could see in the future and he looks at you today, what would he say? Nice back, bro. <laughs> <laughs> fair, fair, fair enough. <laughs> no, um, 
course, that was the easy way out. Um, oh, I like that question. <clears throat> so I let the awkward silence take over. Yeah, yeah. Give me, give me five. E easy, easy. We have time. <laughs> I think a good one would be be proud of what you've changed and what you've accomplished, mm -hmm. but don't forget where you came from. Mm -hmm. So he would be very proud of where you are today, but he will always remind you like, hey, don't forget who I am, right? Yeah, it's, it's the big part of like changing habits. And I was struggling to quit smoking for one and a half years. I can now look at it and I still have these moments where I feel like I really would like a cigarette right now. Mm -hmm. And that's where I look at June Clemens and I'm like, I don't want to be this person. Mm -hmm. And then June Clemens would look at me and be like, hey, you're not smoking as much anymore. You know, you can be proud take of one, take yeah. one, you know. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's very important to not to not forget what you've changed and, and be proud of that. And don't question question your own success. Yeah, it's the enough. imposter syndrome, isn't it? Yes, man. That's a package, right? So <laughs> well, when things are working out, you know, just yeah. just keep going with it as okay. long as you feel fine and it's yeah. not bothering. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Nice. Thanks for sharing, man. Uh, that was very insightful and very deep. Uh, thanks for giving time. I know it's like uh, holiday season now and you're under a lot of stress. So thank you for uh, giving us time. And um, yeah, anything else you want to share or talk about or? I think I'm good and I'm glad for this for this talk and thanks for having me. Cool. Awesome. Now Thank I'm you very much. Gonna have a happy holiday. Woohoo. <laughs> cool man. Enjoy it and uh, see you soon. Cool. See okay. you soon.